Hi everyone, this is JJ Walsh from Inbound Ambassador here and this is an audio reading of a Medium article that I wrote titled, Sorry, That's Not My Job, Sustainability and Passing the Buck in Japan. Talking with a business leader who takes ownership of sustainability as a responsibility of the company mission is a rare and thrilling experience. I'm tentatively hopeful, but bracing myself for the letdown. Too many organizations, business leaders, and entrepreneurs seem to focus so much energy on passing the buck. Unfortunately, that's not my job. Uh, we're only a small group. We can't do everything at once. We just don't have the funds to focus on that now. Ah, you should talk to so-and-so. Our focus is more on social impacts. In 2021, as we face the climate emergency of worst ever storms, fires, droughts, pollution, and plastic-filled oceans, the status quo stands. There's a pervading misperception that all Japanese people love nature and all Japanese businesses aim to protect people and planet while making profits. Thankfully, there are examples of business unusual, like Hapo-en, the traditional Japanese gardens and event facility in central Tokyo, my talk with Anastasia Kozlova and Hiroyuki Ichikawa, at Hapoen on Seeking Sustainability Live was a celebration of sustainable business strategy as they talked of a commitment to maintaining 500-year-old bonsai plants in the gardens, supporting artisans and small businesses across Japan whose products they use, promoting traditional trades, crafts, farmers, and small businesses as an integrated part of their brand. The craftspeople who built their innovative portable tea houses are featured in the company's marketing and the leftover pieces of wood reutilized in coaster making workshops and delicate detailing of beautiful kumiko lamps. The Team Hapoen company website offers clear and transparent information about company initiatives as they relate to SDG targets through fair trade coffee imports, rice planting workshops to tackle hunger, and reducing use of plastics to improve health. In contrast, beach cleanup activists in Japan are met with a long line of people blaming the problem on someone else or something else for the plastic pollution problems we see along the rivers, beaches, and in the waterways. Tako Fujiwara, an activist in Hiroshima, told me there are three groups he had to deal with in depending on where the pollution was found. In the sea or on the beach, the prefecture is responsible. But if it's along the path, it's the city. But if it's next to the forest, which is a registered national park, then it's the responsibility of the national government. So he showed me within a space of 10 to 20 feet, there are three groups that can blame each other and little gets done. 
After years of this runaround and absence of anyone taking responsibility, Takao-san is understandably very skeptical of the area's new 2050 Marine Plastic Zero targets, which does not address 80% of the plastic pollution he finds and cleans up every week from the Japanese fishing and oyster industry. On a consulting trip to a famous pottery village of Bizen, it was a wonderful morning spent talking with local potters, trying to make a piece of clay sourced from the ground below ancient rice paddies and work on a walking tour route for international visitors. I was buzzing with excitement for the potential for sustainable tourism development in the area when we stopped into a traditional eatery for lunch. As I started up a lively conversation with the owner about the interesting history of the place and thinking of ways to welcome international visitors, one of the tour managers in our group gave me a strange look and says, this place has nothing to do with the tour or the travel plan. It's just lunch. I nod and keep quiet, but my mind is racing through various reasons. Of course, any experience we have in this town is connected to what we are doing. Since we are here, why not learn more? Especially as the staff are receptive. I'm thinking in my head. The Japanese word refers to waste. In this case, it applies to not making use of all of our experiences as relevant and a way to positively develop the overall branding, marketing, and appeal of this destination. This type of compartmentalizing of work tasks kept separate from free time and off-the-clock engagement seems very typical in Japan. When we are talking about developing a more sustainable brand, however, we shouldn't think of it as only a work-related or non-work-related task and turn the targets off. I was so frustrated, but I was able to reboot my inner peace at a Bizen cafe near the station as I drank tea and then a cup of coffee and then cocoa while I waited for my train. All the drinks were served in beautiful handmade bizenyaki by local artisans at local pottery studios. I think I shocked quite a few people in a recent Setochi SDG talk I gave to tourism industry professionals, guides, and travel agents. I pointed out the high level of demand for inbound uh, sustainable products and services in travel according to the latest research from Booking.com. Popular online travel booking company Booking.com's latest data in 2021 is the strongest yet that international travel demand is high for sustainability. 83% think sustainable travel is vital. 61% said they want to travel more sustainably. Also, 49% are disappointed. There isn't more sustainable options. And finally, 53% are annoyed if they are stopped from being more sustainable. 
I pointed out that sustainability-minded travelers will want to visit Japan because of the heritage and historical traditions of sustainability, such as shodinyori, zen, motainai, satoyama, and the circular economy innovations of the Edo Jidai they have read about before coming. These travelers, I argue, are excited to come to Japan to see sustainability in action and will want to enjoy slow, meaningful travel experiences over a longer time paying for products and services they value. But I also warned that if they do not see the sustainability they expect, they may be part of the disappointed 49%, which will affect how they talk about their trip to friends, family, and on social media, affecting Japan's overall brand negatively. I encourage this travel-focused audience that it was in their interest to commit to the sustainability mindset wholeheartedly, and actually a risk if they didn't look for ways to apply sustainable models. I said, try to embed it into your business DNA. Apply it 24-7 into home life, as well as work life, both paid tasks and free time. A successful sustainable strategy will not only appeal to customers, but also improve the local community, the environment, and the economy. I could tell that most of them thought I was crazy. Who is this lady anyway? But once I gave the example of companies like Hapo-en and how a successful Japanese hospitality business has embedded strategies of sustainability so successfully that I started to see more receptive expressions. In a Seeking Sustainability live talk with business expert Takayuki Kokon, he explained that any long-standing business with over a hundred years of history in Japan would already have the responsibility to take care of people and planet embedded in their brand. Therefore, many of these legacy businesses feel it unnecessary to comply with new SDG and sustainability government requirements or even include it in their marketing and PR to the public. I believe Kokon-san and Ichikawa-san are right in believing a long-established business in Japan is expected to take care of its community and go to great lengths to provide support along its supply chain as a key tenant of a successful enterprise. If these stories are not told to the public, however, it is not communicated to the international audience seeking out sustainability in travel destinations, places to study, languages to learn, and jobs to take. To be honest, I don't see sustainability embedded in many people's DNA yet in Japan. I see a lot of compartmentalizing and passing the buck while considering daily unsustainable habits and a willing ignorance on climate change and fossil fuel use as shogunai. It can't be helped. 
I think it's vital for all Japanese businesses, old and new, to be transparent about meeting or failing to meet sustainability goals and targets which support people and planet. Because the assumption that everyone is already doing it is a damaging inaccuracy affecting positive change. Thankfully, I do see a glimmer of hope on the horizon after finding Hapo-En's example of embedded brand sustainability and wonderful clear communication to the public. I'm looking to connect with other long-established companies that have also embedded SDGs and sustainable models into their DNA. These Japanese examples are the key to creating a movement here. A sustainable brand that includes public disclosure is also key as it provides a roadmap of best practices for others to emulate. There is still too much resistance from business leaders who are still wondering if sustainability really can and should be something they take full responsibility for in Japan. No one wants to be first, but no one wants to be last either. So having successful examples willing to share their stories and strategy is a key part of the solution. Thanks for listening. You can find this article on Medium at Mark J.J. Walsh or on inboundambassador.com. I'm looking forward to seeing your comments and questions on the article. There's still so much to discuss on these issues. So if you uh, think somebody you know would be interested, please feel free to share as well. And you can support the work that I'm doing on Buy Me A Coffee. Um, or Haps or YouTube and many other ways to support my work. If you'd like to collaborate on a project, please get in touch. My DMs are always open. Take care. Have a great day. See you next time. Mm-hmm.